Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. Today, I'm fortunate enough to be joined by the great, the powerful, my friend, Johnny Kleinhens. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing well, bud. How are you? I'm good. Um, so we've actually probably recorded maybe 70 podcasts together over the years, yeah. and uh, this is the first one we've done virtually online. Yeah, so. Usually, it's always on-site. Yeah, and it's always, and this, of course, is because we're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic right now. That oh, we are? That everyone is dealing with. <laughs> I think I saw something like nine in ten Americans have had their lives adversely affected by this. Pretty crazy numbers. I'm surprised it's only nine in ten. I'm mm. Surprised it's not ninety nine out of a hundred. Right. I feel like the ultra rich are the only people who aren't affected by it. That's true. I saw yes, I think it was yesterday. I saw a study that showed there is a direct correlation with whether you're going out or not based on how based on your income so wealthier people are much uh, more capable of remaining inside and then you know therefore not being put at risk yeah i mean that makes total sense i mean the rich people always haven't been wrong of course more options. yeah i think a lot of people it's interesting it's in, what'd you say stay at home at Will Smith's. that's right it's interesting because they i saw that um there's the like the wealthier are actually spending way less. Like their spent percentage wise, their spending has dropped uh, more significantly. While people in like middle lower class, they're still kind of spending closer to the normal normal rate. So I think a lot of rich people, while they're still fine, they do have people who are they have businesses or they have people who work for them who are being impacted. So I think everyone is feeling it. It's just uh, if you have millions or hundreds of thousands in the bank, obviously you have that to fall back on. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a decrease of activity. Or sorry. It does sound like a decrease of activity, but not. Uh, it doesn't mean that the ultra wealthy aren't going out. It just means they can't go spend all that money on what they like to do. Right. I just can't do that already because they don't have the money for it. So I think the middle class is probably spending more on just living, which is probably what their normal spending goes towards, and that's why it hasn't fluctuated too much. Right. The rich are usually, you know, going off to party and doing all the bullshit. <laughs> and they can't do that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I see that you've got a little, you've got a little scruff going on. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, it's the quarantine beard. <laughs> yeah. I really, so, what is this? This is week three for me. Uh, no, this is finishing the third week of staying at home for me, so. Fuck, I don't know. This might be week two. I'm losing track of the days, man. It's, it's, pre- it's pretty easy to lose track. <laughs> so, let's see, I was laid off last Tuesday, um, so we are the facility at or worked at was Mercy Health Mercy Healthplex that closed down three weeks ago, and then like uh, a week and a day was how long they let us come in and just do work on the facility, and then Tuesday um, Mercy Health said that they wouldn't be paying employees to come in and work anymore. So essentially, I was laid off. Yeah, the, which is weird. Um, technically, I guess I'm unemployed right now. Um, so I've been submitting for unemployment and kind of just doing some things on the side to earn some money. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about those. <laughs> we, we don't have to. I, I know what you're referring to. <laughs> it's all but, good. Uh, finding creative ways to get some money and then, dude, actually, I don't know if unemployment's actually going to come through. Yeah. But if it does, it is substantial for my income bracket. 
I was very surprised. Can so you can you just go kind of go through that whole process of going like how was like did you apply for unemployment? Yeah, so there's a form online. It's like um, Ohio government slash unemployment.gov. And if you go to that site, first of all, it's the server is getting cracked all the time because so many people are. Mm-hmm. Thing about it is that you have to file for it every week. Oh yeah. Yeah, every week it's this whole new frustration of seeing if the server's up and if you can even go through. Yeah, and it glitches, and sometimes it'll drop whatever you've been working on. If the server crashes halfway through, like you're shit out of luck. Um, I've had better success with it. I've heard a lot of people haven't been able to fill out the application. Like my girlfriend had to call in like three days in a row, and she couldn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends suggested calling in in Spanish because apparently – if you do that, you have a higher likelihood of getting through. Um, I don't speak Spanish, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you hear the fucking dial tone, like, which number to press so many times, you kind of learn the pattern of where to go. But I didn't have many problems with that. Anyway, you go to the site, you fill out some information. Um, one, the application itself is pretty easy. They just wanted, um, like, the day you were laid off. My company sent out a passcode for the mass layoff. So hmm. if there's a mass layoff with the company, they give you the company code, and then I inserted that. Um, you have to kind of play around with finding the right things to click on as you go through. I remember there was one section where you had to select two alternative jobs that you would like to take before it would let you go through. Um, and it, it was just, I don't know, it wasn't the best, easiest thing to use, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, it took, yeah. 10 minutes um and then the reapplication was weird so i guess you're supposed to spend a certain amount of time searching for new jobs um because it was gotcha okay so i guess if you've been laid off for the coronavirus you don't have to do that gotcha i'm grateful for because i didn't i just selected no i haven't been searching um but yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting. So you think it's going to come through for you? I have no idea. I haven't seen any money. I haven't gotten emails from it. So hmm. I don't. Interesting. Um, if it's working, it's supposed to be six hundred a week, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, that's almost as much as I get paid regularly. Right. Jesus, like I could be living fat right now off everybody else that's working. Right. I saw one person who was on hold for nine hours trying to get through to unemployment. It's insane. And like servers are crashing and things like that. So I think the official number is right around 10 million who've actually successfully filed for unemployment. But those numbers aren't truly accurate because some people haven't been able to get through. Some people don't qualify. um, Some people just haven't gotten around to it yet. So when we're looking at the number of jobs lost, I just don't think it's a sustainable trend. No, absolutely not. Right. We're going from everybody working to... I don't know what percentage of people are not working, but 30% of people are not working. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, they're saying by the end of April, we could see 50 million unemployed. Yeah, I don't know how the government's going to put up with that. I, I don't know how people can put up with it. Major money or things are going to start getting hectic. Yeah, well. I, I wouldn't say Maddie and I are well off by any means, but, you know, we've got several thousand dollars for the next couple of months, but. If this lasts till August, September, and the government's not helping us out, mm-hmm. and I don't have a job, like, that's a 
pretty big fucking problem. Yeah, I just don't, you know, when you look at the medical experts, they're saying we need to shut everything down and for long periods of time. It's just, it's just untenable though, because people have bills and they need money to pay their bills. Um, right. and yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, if I were not, if I were living paycheck to paycheck right now, I'd already be freaking out. Right. Probably breaking the law. So yeah. And I'm sure that's happening. Yeah. If the government doesn't step up and start doing something and actually helping, then we're going to see a lot of crazy laws being broken Absolutely. And we're already seeing, uh, I think, uh, I've seen some really bad numbers, uh, like burglaries in Houston is up 20%. Um, I saw domestic violence claims in New York City is up 15 to 20%. You're going to start seeing crime and you're going to start seeing, I think, people just ignore the stay-at-home orders. So my mother's boyfriend is a lieutenant with the Cincinnati Police Department, and there was an order issued. They are not arresting people unless they're harming somebody. So, I mean, you could basically go and rob a place, and there's no cops coming. Yeah. I don't think it's public knowledge yet, but... If that's the case, like yeah, it's that's bad news, and that's why we're seeing uh, that's why we're seeing gun sales through, go through the roof. Yeah. So the first week, the week I was working, but the facility wasn't open. My brothers and I went to a gun store and a gun range, and packed. Everything sold out. Rounds of ammunition were all gone. Practice rounds were the only thing you could get, and that was early on in this. Yeah. Like I think a lot of panic buying has stopped, and people are kind of recognizing what this change in lifestyle means but that's only gonna be like we have a grace period where the government needs to get their shit together and help people Mm -hmm. if they're slow on this or if they don't help people then yeah like shit's gonna get weird and it's gonna get worse yeah we're seeing we're already seeing people ignore the the orders in some european countries and some countries in the middle east uh we're yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen riots in certain places. Um, again, people, they just need to be able to pay their bills. The government did pass the uh, stimulus aid package, if you will. They're going to spend about $6 trillion. Uh, six, that's with the T, trillion dollars. And about 120, 130 million Americans will get one $1,200 check. And that's $6 trillion. Um, and for the record, we're already $22 trillion in debt. So adding six on top of that is a huge sum. Um, so it, you, so that $12, that $1,200 check will be helpful. Uh, they're saying hopefully within, if you have a direct deposit set up through your IRS forms, um, and your tax, um, you know, through your, your tax forms, then you will hopefully get the direct deposit within two, a two week period. If you qualify, basically if you're under 99 K a year, um, or, and that's, uh, for your 2018 taxes, if you have not already filed for the most recent uh, term. So $1,200, that's going to be helpful, I guess, but that's not going to be enough. That's a one-time payment. I don't think they can spend trillions and trillions more to keep supporting people. We got to get back to work. I think we just have to figure out when are we going to be able to do that? But yeah. this gradual progression of shutting down is not helping. No, not at all. There's still eight states that have not uh, ordered a stay-at-home uh, issuance. Right, and it's a lot of the Bible Belt, right? Yeah, it's... Those are pretty rural areas to begin with, right? There's oh, yeah. Of, it's, not a lot of, it's a lot of farmland, so 
I understand why they're a little bit slower, but at the same time, I think precautions need to be made everywhere. I know the CDC said the other day that everybody should start wearing face masks when they go out. Yep. And speaking with people can um, transfer the virus. They announced that yesterday, and at the press conference, Trump was literally like, we're telling everyone to you know, voluntarily wear masks when they're out in public. By the way, I won't be doing it. <laughs> It's like, all right, cool. Thank, that was helpful. It's like, first off, dude, you're not going to be out in public at all. So, like, why are you even, like, talking about it? Um, you're going to be in the White House, and probably that's going to be it. Uh, and they're, if you have any kind of close contact with Pence or Trump, they're test, they, like, they test you before you're even able to, like, communicate, like, be in person with them. Um, so. What would you say? No, is it the, where they like aim the thing at you? Yeah, it's hilarious. Have you done one? Yeah, they were doing it to us at work um, when the facility was closed, but we were still coming in. And do you have the coronavirus? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. The crazy. It's been terrible for me. This is mm. like the worst allergy season I've ever had. Yeah. Like um, the Saturday after we shut down, I went to uh, urgent care because my sinuses were all blocked up. I was like, look, I don't know if this is bad enough for me to be in urgent care, but I'm concerned. Like, I was bleeding out of my nose for three weeks because it was so dry. Damn. And I was getting, like, really bad stuffed-up sinuses and headaches from it. So they gave me an antibiotic for a sinus infection, and I started taking allergy medicines and decongestants. That left after, like, ten days of taking medication for it. I was good for maybe four or five days, and now it's starting back up again. So, mm. Like I think the pollen is like five times more than usual, and wow. it is definitely apparent. Yeah, Sarah has been getting crushed by her allergies as well. I usually don't even have allergies that bad. Like, really? I might take allergy medicine in the springtime. That's what I've done previous years, but now I have to. Yeah. And probably, I mean, I'm definitely outside way more like we're going for walks every day and we're working out outside when it's nice so maybe i'm just exposing myself to it more but i am getting fucking crushed yeah i uh it's i've seen some memes where it's like ohio like in the spring is the whole game is basically figuring out if you have coronavirus or if you have allergies yeah because i think there's a lot of people going through that <laughs> sarah's been just like headaches and like pressure all, non-stop yeah which has been yeah, fun it's worse at night so mm. i'm not sleeping well like um the last two nights i was having trouble sleeping last night i passed out at like 7 30 because my body was exhausted i was just done for yeah so what do you uh, uh I, you know i have a couple questions for you i'm just curious like when do you think this is going to be wrapped up wrapped up or when do you think we're going to return to some sense of normalcy Mm. Yeah, at least August. Um, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how we can do it. Especially people who... There are some people who are paycheck to paycheck who are probably probably already at the, the end of their ability to not work. Um, I don't know how you're going to be able to convince those people to not go out and work to feed their families. Yeah, I mean, there's other jobs that you can pick up. Like, I know construction's hired a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of shopping marts are hiring a lot of people it's not tenable for people who are at risk like elderly people 
who are not making enough off Social Security to live, like if they need to take one of those jobs, those are high exposure jobs. The only jobs left are either extremely isolated or very public. So I don't know how your old guy is going to go out there and do construction for the next five years. Yeah, that just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem doable. They've talked about passing massive infrastructure bills so like they can start working on roads and things like that to get people jobs. Yeah, we'd be doing that. My my concern is that um, there are some people who, you know, you can start working construction temporarily, but if your job is gone permanently and you're an accountant or something, I I just don't know that you're going to be willing to transfer uh, careers at age 40 to to something completely different than what you've been doing. I I think it could be beneficial in the short term, uh, but I just don't see... uh, I don't know. I just I think some of the, the, the some of the solutions that are being floated right now just do not seem like they're actually going to fix the problem we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Well, th- in, in a situation like this in a pandemic, it really falls on the people who have to help everybody else. Mm. So a lot. I know, like socialism was a big concern going into this um, pandemic, right? That was a big part of the upcoming election, which I'm very interested to see, like. How the fuck are we supposed to vote right now? You gotta vote. You gotta vote via mail. Yeah, and I think that's gonna drive voting numbers way down. Oh yeah. But a lot of the socialist principles that we've been talking about, it seems like those need to be enacted to help those people who are about to, you know, are on the fringe. And with the government ordering people not to do certain lines of work, you're limiting options, which already there's not a lot of great options for somebody like you just accounted for, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And in that case, yeah, it's either the wealthy or the government helps those people or they're going to uh, resort to probably things that are against the law. Yeah. Yeah. If you if the government is telling you you can't work, they have to step in and then assist you. There's no. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Right. And I think that's a little different than socialism. Uh, It's similar. But I think, you know, a lot of people are comparing. I I don't think it's uh, appropriate to compare like an emergency to just normal life because there are, they are obviously very different in a lot of ways, but yeah. yes, during a time like this, absolutely. The government, I don't think even like hardcore libertarians, but just the government assisting people. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the principles of socialism are, Hey, we pay our taxes. You need to do this for us in return. Right. right? And I think we're seeing that now. Like I filed taxes the last, as long as I was, aware that I needed to, right? So probably since I was 16, 17, Mm -hmm. and I think somebody like that, the government needs to say, okay, we shut down your facility by executive order. If we're not allowing you to work, then I think you need to be helping me out. Absolutely. And I don't think, uh, I don't think anyone uh, disagrees with that. I think even the most ardent libertarians who are government needs to kind of fuck off. They, even those people are saying in a moment like this, this is like what the government is there for is to help us in this type of moment. Um, that's why also I, you know, I pointed out pretty early on through this process. Well, maybe we shouldn't have gone $22 trillion into debt because then when we get to a crisis like this, it would be nice if we could take on a bunch of debt. Um, you know, if, if we went into trillions of dollars in debt during a crisis like this, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if we didn't already have so much debt. Um, 
and right now everyone is all of all the countries are being impacted by this so in order to to basically swipe that credit card without and in charge all this money and give it to all the people um you know you're going to have to have people buying your debt essentially you're going to have to have countries giving you money but no one wants to buy your debt if they're worried that you're going to be so yeah, so negatively impacted by this that you're not going to be able to pay it back. So we do have a lot of issues. I think we need to, I think we need to determine, we really need to determine like if state, you know, what metric of success are we using? If we're going to stay at home until X date, have we, you know, have we hit the amount? Uh, like It's like, okay, let's say we're going, we're looking at April 30th. What do we have to hit by April 30th to decide, all right, it's time uh, to, to reopen the country. I don't think we've really I don't think we've ever, I don't think the government has been uh, effective at communicating to us. All right, what is the goal? What are we looking at? Because if we're saying we're going to lock down until there's no more coronavirus deaths, that could be a year from now. I mean, or longer. Yeah, I think regional metrics are really important. Um, they were saying that the number of infections is not a very useful number to watch. Hmm. Uh, so the rate of new infections, right? The day-to-day rate of new infections, that shows how much the isolation is working or not working, more so than counting how many new people are getting it. Because the infection rate is exponential, and we kind of know, unregulated, okay, these are the uh, day-to-day infection rates that we've seen, right? So we know, with no interference, this is the trajectory that this virus will take. Um, So if you're doing something to counteract the infection rate, that can show you what kind of progress you're actually making. So in areas where isolation is pretty solid and being followed, you can see the infection rate. Um, It's not gone, but it definitely takes, you know, some of that exponential curve downward. The social distancing does work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you? So that's how we can check and see if we're being effective at stopping the spread. And I think what that does is, Everybody's going to get this eventually, and it's going to be out there forever, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. It just is there. It's, it's like, going to return like the flu does. Yeah, exactly. So the other thing we need to be careful of is how many uh, people we're able to help, right? Because mm. that's the major concern is if everybody's sick, we can't treat all those people at the same time. Right. So we need to we need to follow the infection rate, and we need to follow how many medical supplies are available. And that is a better indicator of how prepared we are and what we're doing versus, you know, how many people there are infected. Right. New York State is just getting ravaged by this right now. Well, yeah, their mayor was being a big dickhead about it for a while. (laughs) Yeah, it was not uh, too long ago that uh, de Blasio, the mayor of New York, uh, Nancy Pelosi, AOC, they were telling people just a few weeks ago, this is not a big deal. Go out in public. Uh, in fact, if you don't go out in public, you don't go to Chinese restaurants and things like that. You're racist for doing that. Um, and now, of course, what they were saying was inaccurate. This is serious, and we should not have been going going out. Um, I think those types of politicians should be held accountable for those comments. Um, I mean, if if you if people if more people were put in danger because Democrats were, or you know different and politicians in general were making statements that were unsafe uh, or inaccurate, whether it's Trump or Pelosi or whoever, they should be held accountable for uh, those actions. How do you think? Um, what do you think about uh, the government and Trump's response so far? He's just saying whatever he's told to say. I don't think he knows how to behave well in a crisis situation. He certainly is not giving a lot of comfort to people when he talks it seems every time he talks the stock market goes further down <laughs> um, 
I don't think this is a time for retribution as mm. far as any misinformation or misguidance so far. Like I call the governor, or sorry, the mayor of New York a dickhead, but um, it doesn't matter, right? This is not a time for judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't be looking at previous statements when we didn't have all the information. I think our government needs to act like a team now more than ever and keep the United States citizens mm. at the forefront of their decision making. Um, you know, these are lives that we need to save and protect. Right. Sure, the economy is going to be impacted negatively, but that's going to happen regardless. So. Um, at least what I'd like to see is a lot of teamwork going forward. Stop the squabbling, mm-hmm. right? This is going to get worse before it gets better. And if we're not all in the same boat rowing in the same direction, then um, everything gets worse. Yeah. Right? The impact on the economy lasts longer. More people die. Um, more violence, more crime being committed because the government's not helping. Suicides are up. Yeah, I think all eyes need to be focused forward. Yeah. Um, because, you know, proactive action is uh, essential. That's the only way that we're going to mitigate any damage that's coming. Yeah. It is coming. Yeah, I really do hate people people playing politics with this. Just, go, you know, I think a lot of times, though, people, you know, who are political, um, they fall back into their partisan political attacks and behavior, I think, because it's almost like a safety net. They, it's what they do and they feel comfortable in that that space. So they, you know, you know, Trump is comfortable talking shit. So he gets up there in those press conferences and starts talking shit. And whether it's beneficial or not, I think it's more of a, oh, I'm like retreating to a more comfortable position that I'm used to. But I think just like you said, Americans do not want to be seeing that kind of bullshit right now. They want to be seeing our leaders come together and work on this. Yeah, they've been ineffective for the last, I don't know, you could say up to 20 years um, that bipartisan ineffectiveness and squabbling has really squelched anything going through in a major way and a lot of change. Um, so, yeah, that needs, to, that needs to be rectified. For sure. The only person who I would really talk poorly about is China. Hmm. Um, I'm unbelievably frustrated and a little overwhelmed at the fact that they're not reporting their numbers. Yeah. Uh, saying that it's gone, that they've rectified the problem, that is the most ridiculous thing that I've seen since, um, you know, the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> when they killed all their food and they starved everybody. Right. It seems they're doing the exact same thing. They're just letting their people die mm. until it's gone. Yeah, you, right? you see the... Yeah, the government's paying people, I think it's 3,000 yen hmm. to um, not report somebody in their family dying. Wow. And then you see you see uh, like medical professionals, doctors early on who are trying to like let the world know about this. They're all being disappeared. We don't know what's happening to them. They're murdering their top medical professionals because they're saying that the virus exists. Yeah. It's like yep. that. that's insane. Yeah, that happened in the U.S. also. Hmm. I haven't yeah. heard of it. There was, uh, what was it? Uh, was it? Was it an aircraft carrier? Oh. Yeah, yeah. There was some major Navy vessel where they fired the captain because the virus was on the ship, and he said, we're not at war. We don't need to be sailing. Right. It's so dangerous. He brought, yeah, he brought the boat back to quarantine those people and protect his men, and they fired him for it. Yeah, it was definitely... I, I did hear about that. Uh, that was certainly... Uh, yeah, I get it. That, that's bothersome that he would be fired for, for basically just speaking his mind. I guess the military... Right. I guess the military does have pretty strict uh, chains of command, and if you violate them in any way, like if you basically go against your orders in any way, they have grounds to fire you. 
Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, but he, you know, I think he probably, when he was doing that, he probably knew what was going to happen. Uh, but oh, he, absolutely. but he felt it was necessary. I think he made the right, call. right. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, again, I think the, the politics, the, the, the finger, I think the finger pointing is annoying because I don't really, I don't think anyone saw this coming. Uh, no one was prepared. Trump, uh, the Democrats, the Obama administration, the Bush administration, we've known for decades that we could not handle a pandemic of this magnitude. We knew we couldn't do it and we, we didn't prepare regardless. So I think there's a lot of blame to go around, but I think pretty much everyone's at blame and that's not what we should be focusing on right now, though. We, there's, Right. To be perfectly honest, I did not think that something new would arise like this. But mm. I don't know. I guess every century we're just due for another one. Yeah. Well, it's concerning because a lot of, you know, we don't, we're not positive where this exactly originated, but it seems like it's probably those wet markets in China uh, where they're just storing all these exotic animals together and they're eating them and they're just, you know, shitting on each other and just there's all kinds of contamination issues yeah, there. And they've—that's uh, what's—that's what this came from. That's what SARS came from. That's, I believe that's what MERS came from. And and you're—they've reopened the wet markets, and we're just gonna—it would—it could be another five, six years, and we'll see another pandemic like this, or maybe even worse. Uh, I think if we're going to allow for tourism and travel and just business to be conducted between the U.S. and China, they have to stop those markets, and they have to be more upfront about what they're—you know—how they're handling these things. Otherwise, you know, this will continue to happen. Um, yeah, I don't think they have the infrastructure to do that. What, what do you mean? Like, I don't have, I don't think they have the infrastructure to improve the conditions of all of their wet markets. Like, there's so many, and they're so rural. Mm. Um, like, China's a very large place, and a lot of it is, um, for lack of a better term, is very wet. Right? <laughs> a lot of those rice fields are rice fields because that's, you know, natural lowland, a lot of natural lowland that is... Um, always getting rained on right There's yeah always a lot of moisture in those areas that's very hard place to make roads right mm -hmm. um, that's a very hard place to build any kind of um clean conditions to to have your marketplace so if that does happen i don't even know how quickly they'd be able to do that especially on the tail end of a pandemic like this. yeah um, well they are obviously a powerful wealthy country they need to put some money into that infrastructure to make sure, I mean, something needs to be done or they're going to have to be isolated until, I mean, I understand if the only meat you can eat is skunk or rats or whatever, like you got to eat to survive. Um, right. but if that's what, if that's going to be occurring though, we need to make sure that it's not coming here somehow. I'm uh, not sure. I, you know, I'm not saying I have a solution to that or anything, uh, but that's something we need to be, we, our experts need to be looking at. But well, I think, uh, Hmm. Um, I think this definitely woke a lot of people up as far as cleanliness. Oh, yeah. I think moving forward, every society is going to be ten times more aware of cleanliness and um, just personal hygiene, right? Being aware of the things that you touch and how often you're cleaning your hands and using, you know, disinfectants. Yeah. Uh, th that's going to be a lasting thing. Mm -hmm. That might be like, it's kind of pathetic, but like every generation has their their thing right <laughs> yeah they're like crisis always, always have two pencils right <laughs> uh, gen z always has an ipad in their hand 
this generation might always have hand sanitizer, you know what I mean? Seriously. Uh, yeah, I think there definitely will be some long-term implications, changes to our society because of this, uh, like what you're referring to. Italy is just getting destroyed by this, and I saw that only about half of their population regularly washed their hands. So that's obviously one of the many factors that's making them one of the epicenters of this this problem. I'm trying to. I've even been watching like a lot of movies and TV shows during this time to uh, to you know pass the time, and I, I've noticed handshaking and people just being out in public and people hugging and touching each other, and it's just like, oh my god, why are you so close? Um, and when that's already happening, I have to think. Some, you know, things will be changing. I obviously am a, a huge Bengals fan, and there have been seasons where I've gone to every single game. I, you know, I don't know how long it'll be before I feel comfortable going back to a, a building that's holding 60,000 people in it. I think there will be some, you know, I don't know how it could be a while before people are comfortable going back to, to restaurants, or perhaps restaurants will only allow for 50% capacity so they can spread people out. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think there will be some long term changes. I think some of them could be positive some of them could be negative i hope i hope the government's not um gonna you know one of the things i'm most worried about is the seizing of power by some government officials one of the first things you said to me when this first became a thing was you know what is happening what are the what's the government trying to accomplish here behind our backs I don't think they're even doing it behind our backs. I think they're doing it to our faces. When you're when you're seeing um, the the forced closures of certain businesses, when you're seeing um, Google is now tracking phone uh, data to and tracking people's movements to to inform the government about where people are and where sick people might be. Uh, I'm worried that some of these things might be more permanent and that rights could be violated in the process. things are already happening it's just whether or not somebody's going to stand up and say hey this is a violation of private information right um, yeah so I, I, it's definitely going to get augmented and then it's going to be up to certain key people to call it out and roll it back or it's just going to be persistent i don't see privacy becoming any greater ever <laughs> no and i think as technology progresses privacy is just uh, diminished. I saw, yeah, I agree. I saw some videos of in New York City where people were like in line at a restaurant or something or at like a taco stand or something like that. And a police car actually rolled by and played a previously recorded like uh, audio that was like, disperse, you may not be out in public. Like, like it seemed very Orwellian, very, it's like these are scenes out of, you know, post apocalyptic horror films. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it in real life and it's terrifying. equipment is gated off mm-hmm. um, there's very few people around even when you're driving you're like you know you might see one tenth of the cars you would on a normal day and it's it's so strange yeah the medical experts have called for a national shutdown uh, basically they want trump to issue an ordinance saying everyone must remain at home for x number of days um, and that, of course, makes sense because if everyone stayed at home, we would be it would be a very effective way to mitigate the process, the, the spread. But the, the, the federal government, the, tr- the Trump administration, the president, they, they don't have the authority to tell every citizen that they have to stay in their homes. That's it's unconstitutional. You don't have that power. 
Um, so I'm so I am very worried about government overstepping and, and taking control of things. They should be stepping up and helping us, but we don't want rights to be violated. Um, it's been interesting to see them. You know, certain states have even said you can't. Uh, your business is not essential, even though a lot of people think they are essential. They've been saying you can't sell certain items um, because they're not essential. I just I don't know, man. It seems. Orwellian and draconian and dangerous. It just seems like they're. It just seems like they're just trying to gobble up power. It seems like the people who are in charge were the ones who kind of fucked up and allowed for this to happen. We pay them. They work for us to make sure that we don't ever get to this point. And now that they allowed us to get to this point, what are they doing? They're taking more power. And uh, I have a lot of concerns with that, obviously. Yeah, I was most freaked out when they said everybody should wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that, like even when it opens back up and everybody still wears masks because they're afraid, like that just seems like such a way to stop people from meeting each other, stop from being friendly. Like, I don't know. Anytime you see somebody in a mask, there's just this guard up of, uh, potential fuckery. <laughs> potential fuckery. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's like that more than anything. I was just imagining being like downtown and people being out again, but everybody's still wearing masks. And I was like, that mm-hmm. would freak me out more than anything. Yeah, and that's another that's, and that's another that's another thing that the government just simply can't force you to do. You can't tell me how I have to how I have to dress in public. Right, they just advise you. Of course, but yes. But who who knows if they would try to like right now they're saying it's voluntary, but who knows if they say, "All right, we'll reopen the economy, but you are required to wear a mask if you're out in public. We will arrest you or fine you if you're in that there're going to be legal challenges to that." And I'm not saying we shouldn't necessarily take those precautions, but the day I get a fine for walking down the street, I'm gonna pitch a fucking fit. Right? Yeah. I'm and you and you should. And there's already governors telling people that they can't, um, they can't go out in public at all. And I all. Right. I think it was California. They said you can't leave your house or your yard. Yeah. The the New Jersey governor was telling people to social distance within their own home. So you and Maddie need to social distance, Johnny. It's like, how is that even possible? That's not even possible. Like, we live together. That doesn't make sense. They're like telling, it's like, well, if you have children, it's like, all right, kids, go to the basement. You're on your own for the next month. You, I can't, I can't, t- I can't interact with you. It's like, you know, these, some of these. You better watch yourself. <laughs> Are you, uh, you pretty bummed by the Olympics being postponed? Down. Yeah, that's insane. Like probably in the peak of your hardest training of your entire life. You've been working. And you've been working your entire life for this moment, and now the moment doesn't you can't exist. Even swim. Yeah. You can't even swim. Yeah, wow. it's insane. I wonder how. Um, uh, what's his name? Michael Andrews doing with all this? Because a lot of them, yeah, you like you said, you can't even swim. Like you're, you mean you can't even get into pools. Right. Yeah. Like you're probably not doing anything. Like you might be at home doing your own training regimens, but right. Like, not all those athletes have all the proper equipment to exercise at home, especially, like, nothing substitutes for pool time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe a couple of them have pools in their house. I bet Michael Andrews is a little sour about moving away from his previous house. Yeah, seriously, when he had that dope pool. <laughs> I mean, you obviously, I think one of, there's obviously a number of things that have been unfortunate about having to stay at home. But honestly, I didn't think it was going to be the case, but I think the thing I've missed the most is being able to go to the gym. Yeah, and yeah. you're a trainer, so I'm curious how you've been. Like, how are you coping? Are you? Are you? Are, what stage of depression are you in? Are Are you in acceptance yet? Or I'm actually doing great. Um, I've been. I have, I have so much time. 
Yeah. Like, I haven't exercised this much and this well. I think the only time, the last time I was able to do something like this was the summer after graduating college before I had my first job hmm. when I just had open days to train. So I'm walking probably a mile and a half, two miles every day. Uh, I'm rowing. I actually have a rower in my house, which I'm really grateful I got over the winter when it was cheaper because the prices for exercise equipment is through the roof. For sure. The piece of equipment that I got, um, it's not that great. I mean, it was probably $280 hmm. when I bought it. $500 on Amazon right now. Same exact model. Wow. So, so you, uh, so, yeah, you've been rowing. I've been rowing. I've got 25 pound dumbbells, 50 pound, 50 pound kettlebell, Ooh. and a couple of other things. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited about my training. What are some exercises that you would recommend for people who are at home and struggling to try and stay in shape because of this? Yeah, actually, I published a Facebook video the other day about this. Oh, nice. Um, I'm not trying to get big or anything, I'm just trying to provide some helpful information for people who are staying at home. Yeah. First thing that happens, so when we call this deconditioning, right? When you stop moving as much as you used to, you're usually sitting and laying down a lot. And the first thing that happens is the quads and the TFL in the front of the hip, those get very tight. Um, it's not a big issue at first, but as it pulls on your hips, it puts a lot of pressure on your lower spine. Mm. And then when those muscles are too tight, you start abusing your knees for all of your up and down motions. Okay. So, um, if you're staying at home and you're deconditioned, you need to stretch. You have to stretch the front side of your body. Hmm. For females, the front of the hips and the inside of the hips are most important. You need to stretch and foam roll those as often as possible. For guys, similar. It's not as bad, um, but guys also have chest. The chest and the front of the shoulders are usually more developed than the backside. So stretching out your chest, your shoulders, your neck, um, just making sure they stay loose. Because if they start pulling your posture forward, then all of your back muscles start bearing the weight of your body. Hmm. Um, after that, they get really tight, they get knotted, and then you start having injuries. Okay. So in general, if I had to recommend anything, stretch the front of your body out. Open your body up right, with some different stretches. And then with different exercises, you need to be working the posterior chain, right? Um, so glutes and then your rhomboids, the muscles in between your shoulder blades. You need to be working those out. So hip thrusts. Bridges, squats, lunges, those are great for the lower body. Um, any kind of rows you can do if you've got bands, band pull-aparts. Mm. You can lay on your back and just shove your head and your elbows into the floor and try to lift your chest off the floor. Okay. Get as much of your back and your chest off as you can, and that engages those back muscles. Um, but, yeah, that's the advice I would give. And then stay moving. It's crazy. If you look at – there was a study done. If you're uh, sedentary for multiple hours a day, your met it's not just your metabolism that slows down. Every cellular process in your body slows down. All the cells in your body start moving slower hmm. if you're not moving on a regular basis. <clears throat> and that is hugely detrimental to your body's ability to adapt, right? Yeah. The body is this um, force in nature that's – and nature's always changing. And so – you want your body readily adapting. Well, if everything's slowing down, you're inhibiting your your body's ability to interact. And that is a detriment to everything that you do. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, trying to just kind of move around, just make sure I'm getting sweaty every single day. Uh, there's a there's a cement wall out back that I've actually been throwing a rubber baseball against and um, just running around, grabbing that, throwing that, working up a sweat. 
um, you know, 30, you know, really a lot of times an hour of car, a little, you know, mild cardio doing that. And then I'll come in and I'll do some circuits of uh, lunges, kettlebell uh, workouts, uh, push-ups, crunches and sit-ups, things like that. So I'm staying in pretty shape, pretty good shape. I actually uh, saw someone post on social media the other day. If anyone who comes out of this ripped is an asshole. And, and I, I kind of agree, but I think there are going to be a lot of people who do get into pretty good shape because of this. But I think there's going to be a lot of the inverse as well. I think there's going to be a lot of tan people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Seems like everybody's getting high and getting drunk a lot. Oh, yeah. Alcohol sales are up like 60%. Yeah, my Snapchat feed is blowing up with people drinking by themselves. Yep, I'm sure. Uh, people... Uh, and, you know, a lot of people who don't normally drink pretty that heavily are now suddenly, you know, they're bored or they're dealing with uh, depression or just, you know, overall sadness or, you know, whatever that comes along with these uh, with this process. What are you so I'm, I'm assuming you're not probably uh, imbibing at a higher rate. You're not drinking high more, are you? I, I always drink on the weekends and that's it. Gotcha. So, Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been drinking Fridays and Saturdays, um, but I basically stick to just that. Um, marijuana usage is probably up more than it needs to be. <laughs> Whatever. You, you know, it's, I don't know. Exactly. You got to do something. Are you guys, um, are you guys watching any like movies or TV shows or anything to help get you through this? Have you seen Tiger King yeah, yet? <laughs> so we've been rewatching the Harry Potter series and, um, trying to get through Westworld. Season one was great, and then season two is really not keeping my attention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, haven't haven't been having as much success with that. I'm a big fan of Westworld. The second, yeah, I agree. The second season definitely is not as strong as the first. It's got some ups and downs. The third, well, I've seen previews for season three. Mm-hmm. And I, ending season one, I'm guessing I thought it would jump straight to the storyline of season three. Mm-hmm. But this, there's this interlude where they're staying within this uh, the space. And I was kind of bummed about that. They're like moving to different parts of the park or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's good. I don't know if a lot of other people are doing this because it can cost money as well. But uh, I have been studying and doing different certifications for my profession. Nice. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I do is I study at least an hour. Well, I try to study an hour every day. Yeah. Um, But there's some harder certifications that I've been eyeballing that I have the material for, so started to read that. Nice. I'm really curious, though, because I have to do I have to do um, a CPR and AED certification to get recertified. Yeah. And I have to do that by August 8th, and if none of the facilities are open, I have no idea how I'm going to do that. Maybe they have a full online course, but I... Things will be... I, you say you have to have it done by then? I bet yeah, you... I'll, I'll, I bet you stuff like that will be pushed back. All kinds of like they're pushing back the tax filing date. Um, like my my driver's license expires on my birthday actually mid June, and I'm probably not going to like they're probably going to extend that. It's like if you have you know expired uh, passports or, or not passports, but if you expired uh, driver's licenses, um, that's going to be they're, they're not going to open. They're not going to open the DMV most likely. So. Um, uh, so yeah, I've been, I, dude, I'm a big Westworld fan too. The third season, there have been like amazing episodes and there have been subpar episodes. It's kind of been hit or miss, um, as I think kind of the second season has, was, uh, but it's definitely, a, I think that's one of the best options for binging right now. Ozark, man. Have you seen that show? No, every, you're, I think you're the fourth person to mention that show to me. 
Yeah, dude, it's great. And the third, we, Sarah and I just, I watched uh, the, the two first seasons when they originally came out, but the third season was just released. It's super good. It's uh, it's very, it's like Breaking Bad-esque. Um, he's like, he's like working with the cartels and stuff. Um, lots of violence, lots of uh, dark humor. It's a good show. I, I really enjoy it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we went to Target to pick up a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, the person in front of me and the two people behind me were asking for switches, Nintendo switches. Yeah. And were out. Really? Apparently, video game consoles sold out like everywhere. Yeah, I've heard the video game age has been through the roof. <laughs> Makes sense though. I, I mean, you, sh- you should be playing if you have a good if you have a good system. Why not log, log on? Yeah. Maddie and I are playing the Switch. We've been playing uh, Mario Party together. Nice. I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of podcast listening. Yeah. Rogan is really cranking them out because he can't go to the clubs anymore. He can't do his comedy, so he's just he's doing. It seems like he's doing a basically a Tuesday through Friday every day. He's having a friend come in and they're doing a podcast. Yeah, he's had a lot of um, professionals, like uh, health hmm. professionals. Oh yeah. Study diseases. It's like every episode is one of those people. Yeah. Rarely has anybody on that's not you know a doctor in the field. Yeah, it's either a medical expert or just one of his like close friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just there was one Friday he had Eric uh, uh, Weinstein or Weinstein he had Eric Weinstein on, and they were talking. Uh, you mentioned earlier about voting and how that's obviously going to change and likely be down. They were discussing the election and how you know Bernie Sanders is st- still in the race even though he is you know he's down by hundreds and hundreds of delegates and. And Rogan's like, listen, Joe Biden is just not up to snuff. He's not going to be able to do this job. He, he, Rogan even said he would vote for Trump before he would vote for Joe Biden. Um, how, how, you know, have you been following the election at all? Are you, how do you feel about the two options, Biden and Trump? Well, we don't have, uh, like regular cable or network TV in our house. So my news information usually came from work. Mm. The location that I work at economically is upscale, right? Anderson is a wealthy community. Right. And so the news is playing on multiple TVs all day, but then just talking with members and clients, that's usually where I get a lot of my opinions and information. In essence, unless I see it pop up on my phone, I'm not seeing it. So I have not been following this nearly as closely as I, I usually would. Yeah. Uh, well, are you still there, man? You froze on me. All right, cool. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know, you froze or something there for a minute. The uh, hazards. I haven't had a lot of information. I haven't seen much of anything. Yeah. Well, uh, there's not much to, there's not much to, to hear or to see. I, I've, it's, it's frustrating, man. I, you know, I'm happy that I can obviously still do the podcast from home and not have any issues with that. There's has been no delay or, you know, shutdown of that. Um, but every single day, it's just an hour, hour, five minutes of coronavirus coverage. I've even said on multiple occasions, it's like, I'm going to do a show tomorrow where I don't talk about any, I don't talk about the coronavirus at all. I'm going to just do the show and everything else is, it's going to be all about other stuff. And it never happens because, I mean, it's it's almost impossible to even find interesting news or articles that are not related to the coronavirus. Right. Well, that's that's what's happening right now. That's yeah. why things the way it is. Yeah, but Joe Biden, uh, it seems, you know, just to give you a little bit of an update, it seems he is going to secure the nomination. Uh, it seems like he is right. He is uh, he is descending into cognitive um, cognitive delay. 
you know, rapidly. It seems like he doesn't have any clue what's going on. He doesn't know where he, he's got. He has a four sentence problem, Johnny. Joe Biden can speak coherently for about four sentences and then he goes off the rails. Um, and that's a problem. And yeah, and, and he has, it's a problem for him. Rogan said it. Rogan was like, dude, the dude cannot communicate. He cannot be an effective communicator. And who knows what it's going to be like um, later on, you know, nine months from now when we're voting or hopefully voting, he's just going to be nine months older. Um, so I just don't, I don't know. Trump, I think this could really, it's tough, man, because before the coronavirus pandemic, I would have said Trump was basically a lock for reelection. And now I have no idea. I think a lot of people could take their frustrations out on him and, and not vote for him or vote for someone else. But I just, Biden just doesn't have it. I don't know. Like, I think uh, the best way Trump can get reelected is by supporting the United States citizens. Right. If he can actually deliver on some of the stimulus that he's promised, um, I think that'll go a long way into showing that he's capable of supporting people. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if it goes to shit, then people are going to say, okay, he doesn't care about the people, especially during a pandemic. He's not going to care when everything's fine. Um, and then I think uh, a Democrat is really going to shine. Yeah. I think a lot of people are projecting that Biden will essentially get his, he'll pick his vice president candidate. And then if he wins, he'll, he'll basically resign after like a year or something or, uh, for health issues. And then whoever his veep is will be the president. So I think a lot of people who vote for Joe Biden are going to be looking very closely at who his vice president is. Cause it's very possible that that person would be president if he's elected. Um, uh, I guess Bernie Sanders is always an option. Uh, I think Elizabeth Warren's an option. Amy Klobuchar. He's been very, uh, he, he's been, he, I think, I think Bernie Sanders is vice president would get him the popular vote. Yeah. I think it would be a good move, but he, uh, Biden keeps saying over and over again that it's going to be a woman. Um, so if it's going to be a woman, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at, uh, Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, there's only a hand, you know, Tulsi Gabbard. There's like a handful of people who it could be. Um, but we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think Biden would have gotten, gotten slaughtered, but for Biden. Yeah. Uh, I think Amy Klobuchar would be good. She's got the experience. She's moderate. So she's not, you know, super radical. Um, I think she could step in in day one and be ready to do the job. Uh, not super radical. Doesn't sound like the pick that would be made. <laughs> well, Biden tries to push him. He tries to be the, he tries to claim that he's the moderate candidate. So, um, maybe he would go kind of the opposite and go for someone more radical to balance out his moderism. Um, or maybe he would want someone on brand with who he is. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. That's going to be, it's going to be an interesting decision to make. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, I got to unfortunately wrap this up. I'm doing a zoom call with Sarah's family. There's last week we had about 30 windows open. So, cause it's such a big family. So, so it'll be, yeah, it, it is very similar. His, uh, Sarah's dad is one of nine. So, yeah, so they're so they're a big family. Uh, you know, I will say, while I think this is going to continue to get worse, and I think there's going to be more more deaths, and I think it's going to be pretty bad over the next week or so. I do think we are starting to see some things trend in the right direction. The hydro the hydroxychloroquine is very effective at treating um, and, and the, the the virus in a lot of cases, especially mixed with antibiotics and zinc and vitamin C and things like that. They're already, uh, they found success in tests with mice, uh, where they have, so they think they have a vaccine. They just really need to start testing it on humans. Um, it's, it's going to continue to get worse before it gets better, but we are seeing some positives luckily. Well, good. It can't come soon enough. 
Right, I agree, and I think the summer, I think the warmer weather will also help with that. Um, but yeah, we gotta we gotta get uh, figure this out because again, we just can't keep the whole country shut down for months at a time. Yeah, I mean, even you, you're in, you know, you're not like you said, you're not super well off, but you're in a good situation. But you can't sustain this for six months. It's just not possible. Right. So <laughs> we'll see. Definitely. Well, man, it was good uh, catching up with you. We need to do this sometime where we're not even, uh, you know, just hanging out, not even recording. We got to, for sure. Yeah, we, now we have uh, plenty of time, so we definitely need to make it happen. Uh, so maybe uh, like midweek or uh, next weekend, we'll, we'll we'll catch up again. Sure. All right, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for chatting. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for me. Yeah, dude. Stay healthy in there. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Later. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play to subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of The John Prophet Show. We've heard it both ways and Coffee with the Colonel. We also have tons of new content over at actionnewsnetwork.com. Go check that out. Go over to our Facebook page. All of our content is up there as well. We really do appreciate your, your guys' support. We know everyone is struggling out there, um, even Johnny, even myself. I appreciate Johnny coming on the show and giving us some of his thoughts and just hanging out. Uh, and um, I, I'm hoping he, he stays healthy. And I'm hoping all of you stay healthy out there as well. Um, so uh, make smart decisions. Uh, keep maintain your both, not just your physical, but also your mental health. Make sure you're watching some TV, having some drinks. Go call your friends. Go Skype your friends like Johnny and I just did. Help out some people in your, your community who might need it. Get outside and walk around. Um, there are definitely ways to uh, get through this. And um, don't worry, America. I promise we will. We will persevere and we will. Um, we, we will get over this and we will we will triumph. All right, guys, thanks again for listening to the show. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and don't worry, America. I'll be here for you tomorrow.